talk about what happened on our second trip to Italy that you pulled on me, something that I didn't expect and didn't know about, actually. Sure. When I didn't tell you that I had taken a DNA test. That's right. Uh, we did talk about that and we I thought we resolved it, but I guess we didn't. So welcome to episode six of Finding Gina Marie, our video podcast about discovering family and our journey to relocate to Europe. If you've missed any other episodes, they're in the description below. And you can also go to findinggenamarie.com. We talked about a previous episode that you didn't think so much about your mother, your your adopted mother's cancer, because it wasn't your genetic sequence. So you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But this kind of does play into it a little bit, doesn't it? I guess maybe a little bit. I had some basal cell carcinoma, which basically is sun damage that has some abnormal cells. So I had that treated recently. I'd never really worried about sun damage because in part I was Italian I tanned mostly versus burning. And even though they talk over and over again about how you should be protecting your skin and wearing sunscreen, I like being around the sun and feeling the sun on my skin. And I like having a tan. So I didn't really worry about protecting my skin deliberately because I wanted it to tan. You didn't have the problems that I always have. I mean, we could sit out in the sun together. We go to the beach And I'd last about 15 minutes and you'd sleep there for three hours in the sun and not have a problem with it. And I've been the one that's been going to the dermatologist. I have all the skin marks and all the blemishes and all the age spots. I have translucent skin almost. I've always worried about the sun and I've never really thought about you having a problem with this, but it was some kind of lump or something. I just had just a a mark on my face that wasn't going away. And during COVID, I just thought, you know, this has been there for a while and I don't know when it came, but I know that I had it and just randomly said, let's get it checked. They didn't think it was anything, but they would have it biopsied. And even when it came back saying that there was some basal cell carcinoma, I really wasn't all that concerned, but I was not prepared for the fact that they had to stitch under my eye and all along down my nose to remove this small growth. Well, because they had to go in multiple times. They had to cut you three times, do a test, go back in, do a test. Right. Yeah. They were just trying to find clear margins. Right. And so I realized that sun damage really isn't anything to be dismissive of. And it's never too late to begin protecting your skin. I guess that's my public service announcement of, um, but I will say just kind of a little, they, they said, well, we'll just We'll just put these stitches in to go along the creases of your face, which, a.k.a. wrinkles. (laughs) No. There's natural creases. Sure, sure. Not everything's a wrinkle. But some things are. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's talk about our time in San Francisco. So in our last episode, we talked about the ridiculously hard move to San Francisco, all the things we had to do in such a short period of time. And then when we got here, I think we spent the first few months just getting used to being in that kind of environment where we we live so differently. And then we started to explore the city. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we were tourists in our own city for a couple of years. And I think they make some sort of comment about how San Francisco is such, has such a plethora of restaurants, delicious restaurants, that you could eat out breakfast, lunch, dinner every single day and never explore all of the restaurants that are in San Francisco. I think we tried to do that in the first two years. <laughs> we absolutely tried to do that. <laughs> but we did a lot of walking. So it seemed like even though we were hitting a lot of restaurants, 
we some days we were taking 10 or more mile walks around the city just to find new places and explore. I, I don't know. I had a really good time in those first couple of years of being empty nesters and just enjoying that freedom of not having to deal with cars, not have to deal with anything else that we were dealing with for so many years before that. It was really cool, all the things we did. And it was even more cool because people that knew us and family and friends, they were so shocked. They're like, good job, old people. Look at you moving to a whole new place and in a little tiny apartment and, and walking. Look at you get out in the streets. Well, well, I really wasn't prepared for that, I guess, because... I think I've always lived my life where everybody around me was always my age or a little bit older. Even if they weren't, I guess just in my head, I just assumed everybody was my age. And coming to San Francisco, which is a hip, cool place, and I worked in tech, and there were a lot of really young tech people. And so they were just super impressed with us kind of living this alternate lifestyle from what we had lived and then it dawned on me that they're picturing their parents doing this hip, cool thing. <laughs> they don't see us as contemporaries. They think see us as their parents. Yeah. And that just kind of put like a totally different spin on it. I don't know if I was flattered at that point once I realized that it was really more about, well, look at the old people try to do cool things. Yeah, I think they were mostly focused on me because you look about 30 years younger than me, so <laughs> Really, it was always about, look at him. Look at he's, he's, it's not His walker's not in front of him. He's actually getting out on those no, hills. No, not at all. It took us until the end of 2016 before we made our first trip out. And that was one of our longest trips that we took. That was the one where we went to London and Paris. Okay, yeah. That was right at New Year's. Like That was a Christmas trip. Christmas trip. And that was actually tied to us being empty nesters and... That was its own story, which we'll talk about in another episode too, I think. Yeah, I think so. It was as though we had nested for a bit in San Francisco and then really wanted to explore internationally a bit more. And we had a bunch of trips that we took in the next few years. So in September, around that time period, 2017, we actually went to Italy for the first time. I was It was Rome and Florence we went to. Right. And that was a birthday trip for me. Yeah. I think I planned <laughs> I planned it for myself. <laughs> it's a good time of year to visit Italy. It's not too hot. Was, what better way to spend my birthday? It was warm enough, though. I mean, we it were in perfect. It clothes. was perfect. That was the best time of year. Yeah. Okay. Again, the person who can handle the sun. You know, I don't I, know. It was beautiful. I just remember sitting outside a restaurant and having somebody play the accordion while we were eating dinner. I mean, honestly, this is, it doesn't uh, get much better. And I loved the history of Rome. I think that we both were shocked at how much layers of history were in Rome. And Florence, I really love Florence because of the size of it. There was so much history to explore and we learned so much on that trip, which I do think that we should talk a little bit more in detail on, on a future episode as well. Yeah, I, th I think we should go into all these trips. Let us know in the comments if you actually like hearing about those kind of things and, and seeing our pictures of them, because we do have some pictures of these later trips. Italy in general is this incredible place of art and history and architecture. And There's your, a lot to and, talk and about. And your heritage, your connections, you know. My Italian yes. wife. I felt I felt really good that we got due to Italy finally. And yes, and for somebody who doesn't really care for heat, I was surprised at how much you really embraced Italy as well. Yeah, it wasn't Houston heat, so I think I could manage it. And I love the restaurants, and I love the 
exploration and I loved the walkability of Florence and the Florence had that lovely river flowing through it. So it just felt like this idyllic trip to another world, you know, and, and traveling back in time and history and even more in some ways than our London trips or our Paris trips. This felt like some areas were untouched. It felt different. The culture and the connection and the family atmosphere of Italy and the food <laughs> is is really special and heartwarming. Right. The next trip was a thank you by you, I think, because you took me on a four-day Isla whiskey distillery tour, and that was just glorious. And I was really worried because you booked this. I said, you don't drink whiskey, really. And at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you'll, you'll taste it with me once in a while, but you don't drink it. And we're going to spend four days going through distilleries. And you said, there's other stuff on the trip. It'll be fine. And there really was. It was I a, mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful country. And actually Edinburgh was really cool because Edinburgh felt a little bit like Florence to me. The old cobblestone streets and the just the feel of it was was smaller, more intimate. I know I like sure, but I liked castles. The there's castles, and okay. again, there's all of this history, and there's this beautiful countryside. Yeah, yeah. Florence has kind of a castle. Up on yes, the it hill does. There. Yes. So we took a few more trips through all of that as well, which we won't talk about today. But we went back to Italy in 2019, right? And that's really, I think, the heart of what's brought us here. Yeah, exactly. The the trip to Italy that time, we were planning to see more cities. Right. We wanted to, we wanted to get to Venice because, you know, Venice, this, this beautiful city of boats and, and gondolas and bridges. You know, we really wanted to see that. We wanted to see some more of the northern cities. We had Bologna and Verona scheduled there. In fact, we were flying into Milan instead of flying into Rome this time. And the only problem with that was... Verona was having Aqua Alta. No, it wasn't. That was Venice. Oh, Venice. <laughs> Venice was having Aqua Alta. You're right. These Which cities. is just really high water, but they hadn't but had... It was the record-breaking one. This trip was a Thanksgiving trip. So we right. had we couldn't get our kids together for the holidays, and that's depressing sometimes when you're an empty nester, still yeah. missing Do you your Do you want children. to come for Thanksgiving? No. Okay. <laughs> Fine. So we're going to Italy. (laughs) Let's go to Italy. (laughs) So it was super high water and it meant that people had to wear galoshes and people like water was to people's waists and higher. It really wasn't a great plan to visit there. So we ended up rejiggering our trip to skip Venice because of a lot of hotel changes. And yeah, we figured we'll start in Milan and we'll go a different route instead of going to Venice first. And then we'll figure these things out. I don't think we originally had Florence on that trip until you found out that there's a certain company that was based in Florence. You had a new hobby. So in 2017, I had picked up a leather journal. Was that in that trip to Italy? Yeah, from the Borghese Gallery. And I just, I don't know, I'm a person who loves stationery and books. And this leather journal just seemed like... Really important things were going to <laughs> great works were going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Self reflections. So, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of journaling, yeah. and so we bought that. Which then, when I came home, spawned a huge love of fountain pens because, of course, you need the perfect writing instrument for this. And I think you were just trying to trigger me because she knows I hate when things spill or are messy. This hobby of buying pens. 
they're made to leak. They're designed well, to be messy. Well, it's not just leaking. Well, sure they do, but <laughs> there is also just ink in a in a jar that yeah. you're having to fill from, which makes you crazy. But you're you are also the man who hated our kids to use finger paints or anything that could be messy. Yeah, it's just a bad hobby that you picked up. I disagree. And but it wasn't a cheap hobby either. It wasn't a cheap hobby. So as my pens were getting progressively more expensive, my all-time favorite pen is made in Florence, Italy called Visconti. And so of course, when we're making, planning a trip to Italy, how could I not go to the mothership and (laughs) visit? Yeah. You wanted to go to this Visconti store. (laughs) And when we got there, I didn't want to be in the Visconti store because there was one woman in there that was running the shop, a very small shop, and she was very happy to cater to your every whim about touching every pen or whatever else you want well, to touch. it was an expensive boutique yeah, pen company. Yeah, these pens and, were... Well, they were just expensive. They, the trip to Italy got much more expensive after that little stop. <laughs> but it was very worthwhile. Okay. <laughs> but I'll also say Florence is this exquisite city in Italy, so I was very happy to go for other reasons as well, yeah. but... Definitely, that was one of the highlights of our trip. But the real highlight happened in Milan. So we started off in Milan. We went, we detoured to probably Florence first and then Bologna, Verona. And then we finally decided to hit Venice at the last minute, but we need to delay a little bit. So we went back to Milan to spend some time there before we went to. Venice. We were waiting for the water to go down as much as possible. Well, it turned out that when we were in Verona, there was a family who had a daughter that was went to school in Venice and they had just come from there and they said that the water levels had been receding. And so we decided that we were going to squeeze in a trip. Yeah. We went to Milan first and Milan is more of a metropolitan city. It wasn't as fun to explore as Rome or Florence. It's a huge melting pot. So it has, like, it's a northern city, so there's a lot of culture that seeps in from Germany and Austria. And um, and because it's north, it's very accessible. I think as a result of that, it isn't southern Italy, which is... Casual and chill. Well, and- well sure, but it also is just more culturally intact, yeah. where Milan is a bit more modern and maybe less culturally exclusively Italian. Yeah, it felt... It felt focused on business and fashion and and design and and very much touching the rest of the world with what they're doing as opposed to being part of just Italy in general. Sure. Still a beautiful place. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. It wasn't one of the places that I said, well, we got to get back to Milan. It was one of those places I'm glad we went to, but I... Not, I didn't feel it like I did the other cities. Sure. It was not a place that I would say I want to live in, right. but it will always really hold a very special place in my heart. Yeah. We were doing some sort of tour at the art exhibit, the uh, the Last Supper. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't an art exhibit. <laughs> well, I know it's not an art exhibit, but you know, the Last Supper. So we were. Yes, we went to see the Last Supper, which was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it was a small, small group. So we got to spend some very quality time in this very rustic old building that was just incredible. It it was just really a lovely day trip. And so we were hungry and it was kind of later in the afternoon, late early evening. Yeah. It was five or six in the evening. So it was was starting to get a little dark. It was starting to get colder. 
It was getting rainier. One of the things that I try to do when we travel is to plan some of the restaurants we're going to eat. Try to so plan we, everything. Well, I don't necessarily like for us to waste. She like doesn't want to be spontaneous. It, I don't like to waste quality time searching on Yelp or trying to find a yeah. good restaurant because there are so many good restaurants. You don't want to waste one of your precious few meals in Italy on someplace that's a bomb. But we hadn't actually figured out where we were going to eat and it was getting late and you were very hangry. It was a spot of town that we really hadn't gone through yet. So we were wandering and using phones that weren't getting the best reception for data. So I'm trying to follow a map and figure out where we are. And it was going very slowly and I was getting colder and hangrier. And I think we looked at one restaurant and we couldn't get into it. And then there was one next to it that we couldn't get into either. There was something that they were too crowded or they didn't look right. So we're trying to find one more restaurant. And while I'm trying to get to this one that I found on the map, finally, you stopped us in the street. Why? Mm. <laughs> So I was looking on my phone and while I was trying to find restaurant information, I got an alert from my email that my 23andMe DNA test results had come in. And we had talked about doing those tests before we left for this trip. You had been exploring it, but then we were talking about... No, we weren't. This is this is not true. You suggested doing that and I said no. No. Did we? Yes. I don't remember even talking to you about it. Yes, you we because you said this would be interesting. I said I don't think you should give your DNA to a company. I don't like the concept of Did sharing we? DNA. Yes, we had this talk. I don't remember having that conversation. We did before the trip, which is why when you said I have results from Twenty Three and Me, I was like, I thought we weren't going to do that. I didn't know you were going to step we. up and just. We. Yeah, I don't need a DNA test. I don't, I don't have any history in my family that I want to look up. I had always had my own reservations about doing DNA testing. I work in cybersecurity. Any kind of data that's in somebody's cloud or in their offices or wherever it is, it's on computers somewhere, has the potential to be leaked or stolen and then misused. All kinds of terrible things. And so I was very skeptical, very, very skeptical about ever putting my DNA on a DNA testing website to find out health information or even just uh, genetic information. And I always thought it was basically just going to give you what's your nationality. It's like, well, you're Italian. We know you're Italian. So why even bother with this test? You know, maybe the health information would be, would be good, but I wasn't thinking that it was going to lead to anything more than that. So that's why I was a little more negative on the whole process. I think. Like I said, I was as well, but there was something that had just struck me. And I think if you've been watching the first few episodes, I think we go on our guts a lot of the time. And I think that in most cases, it's served us well. This has kind of been an off again, on again thing for a lot of time. Was this an anniversary or something like your mother passing or was it was it time based? Well, yeah, a bit, because as I mentioned, our kids weren't going to be with us for Thanksgiving. That was a little bit sad. And they're adults. They don't need to be spending holidays with us. But just the idea of we're in this season of family. My adopted mother had died in December 20th of 1994. My 56th birthday was going to be the following year. My mother had been gone for 25 years. And I feel like that was also just some watershed year as well. So I guess it just was the perfect storm of really feeling 
some mortality and realizing that my adoptive mother has been passed for that long and I'm not getting any younger. And I would really hate to finally find my birth mother only to turn out that she had passed away three months earlier or, you know, that I'd missed her by two years. It just didn't seem wise to continue to not do anything to explore it. When I was given the information that I had, it almost seemed wrong. And as I've mentioned on a few of these videos, a large part of the reason for wanting to find my birth mother really was to have her have some peace about me and let her know how much I loved and respected and appreciated the selfless act that she had of releasing me for adoption. It really was important to me to make sure before my birth mother had passed that she knew your thoughts, your feelings, right? I, that, that I was well and happy and yeah. appreciative. Okay. So if we did talk about it, which I don't remember doing, <laughs> I did. definitely know that I, there was a black Friday sale because it was early November and I'd probably been seeing ads and just kind of made the snap decision. You know what? I'm not even going to talk to Kevin about this, which is not something that we do in our marriage. You do it more than me. You, <laughs> Mostly you related the, you to spending. the approval step. <laughs> not that I need approval. You don't but, need approval. But, 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 but normally, <laughs> if, if something important like that, we would definitely be talking about it first. And I ask for approval all the time. <laughs> I give you approval, but I don't ask for approval. <laughs> what, what are they, what's the saying? I'd right. rather apologize uh, later than yeah. ask permission first. Right. I don't know. I just had it in my head that this was the right thing to do. So on a whim, I bought a test and it was half price. So that was in my mind, the justification for it. And shortly before we left for Italy, I went ahead and sent it in. Yeah. And then you got this email that had a... Was it a document attached to it that you were trying to download? Mm -hmm. Yes. So anyway, you're trying to download this document. I'm hangry, as you mentioned earlier. It's cold. It's raining. I'm frustrated because we already had not gone into two restaurants that we're standing right out in front of. And we're the other one's like a block away. I basically was trying to get you to stop playing with that and just get to a restaurant. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think I think the idea was we were going to explore this place and then we were going to go eat. Okay. But you had a finite amount of time that you were allowing for this little it was jaunt. A long, it was a long day. I was just tired, you know, and I, I certainly was surprised that you actually did this 23andMe stuff and I wasn't expecting it. So that was also... I'll be setting me off. I, I'm easily set off when I'm hungry. So, <laughs> And other times. Hey, no, not really. No. Not really. I'm a gentle soul. Otherwise <laughs> don't get me hangry. <laughs> and don't use, don't, 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 get, fountain pens. don't get ink on me. Oh, jeez, your fountain pens. So you eventually let me go get some food so I could be less annoying to you. And we found a restaurant we ate together. Yeah. <laughs> the restaurant we found was pretty cool. Uh, there was a big party of people in the one section of it that seemed to be like friends with the restaurant owners or something. And they were just having a good old time. There was a couple in the restaurant also that was on the other side of us. And it wasn't that crowded. So I was a little worried about the place. It felt a little too deserted at first. And then they left. This whole crowd left. And it was just us and the other couple. But they offered us some food 
was it white truffle? Mm-hmm. They're like bragging about this. If you'd like this meal, the special, you know, we can use our white truffle on it, which is very rare, very hard to get. They had this very expensive meal that had truffle just try just layered throughout. Yeah, I think it had multiple courses. I, I remember being a little skeptical that we could eat all that food. The couple that was next to us had ordered and they were there before we got there yeah. and they were seemed like they were well into their meal. But I think they were well into three bottles of wine. Yeah, actually. I was shocked at how much. Not that we were people watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. We always do in Europe. I mean, if we finished a bottle of wine between us, that means I've had three glasses and you've had one. So the fact that they're plowing through these, I'm like, good on you. you know, this is great. So we got back home and did you get something through 23andMe or was it, was there something else that you were hooked up to too? I don't remember how many things you joined before telling me. <laughs> no, nothing like that. 23andMe has a portal where basically you can see your family tree, which I don't know that I really looked at, or if I did, it didn't mean anything to me. And so other people who'd done DNA tests would be kind of scattered where they might fall on your, on your family tree. But there was also a place to get messages. And there was somebody who had messaged me and I responded and they had said, Oh yeah, well, one of the reasons that I had this done was to make sure that I didn't date a cousin. <laughs> and I thought, what did I get myself in yeah. for? <laughs> yeah. What what doors did you just open up? <laughs> what happened next with the DNA testing? Again, um, I am somebody who leads with my gut. And I just had a situation that arose that kind of derailed my New Year's plans and just really kicked off the start of what was probably one of the most exciting things that could have ever happened. And there's a lot to talk about there. So we're going there's to, a lot to talk about a ton to talk about there. So we're going to save that for next episode, episode seven, where we'll dig into family. If you've really been curious about learning more about finding Gina Marie, you're not going to want to miss that episode. Definitely. And if you're really enjoying following along with us, we would really love to have you give us a thumbs up on YouTube, leave us some comments, which will help the algorithm to help others find us. And we're trying to get to a hundred subscribers. So it'd be an amazing thing if you were able to tell some of your friends about it. If you're enjoying hearing some of our stories, share and subscribe. That'd be really great. And also, if you want to contact us, feel free to leave comments or hit us up on findinggeniemarie.com. There's contact information on there. And we'll also put information about the other episodes and any show notes that we may have put on those episodes. And if you'd like to see specific topics covered here, we'd love to hear about that as well. I think that wraps this one up. Until next time. Until next time. And I was 55, going to be 66. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a jump. (laughs) I was 55, about to be turning 66. No, still, still not. <laughs> Age math, just to add a year. <laughs> <laughs>